Still alive, but I'm barely breathing. <laughs> Hi, guys. What the fuck is up? I don't even know where to start anymore, but somehow I'm still here. <laughs> I have no appendix. I have new issues, and somehow I'm still here. So, I can't do much, but I can talk. Lucky for you guys. So, I decided, in order for me to feel productive, I'm going to get back on here, and I'm going to catch up with all of you. Because we left off and I was social media break. I was crazy schedule upcoming. Um, fall semester starting, all that jazz. So let's catch up. Let's just, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> You're listening to the Typical Trends Podcast, where we talk about all things mental health, body image, inclusivity, and making conversations around these topics more typical to have. Listen, guys, you know I love to be transparent with you sometimes, maybe a little too transparent with you, but one thing I will never stop being transparent about is my love for Spotify for podcasters. When I first started this podcast, I was looking at every possible recording software, every editing software, breaking the bank just to be able to do something like this. And then I came across Spotify for podcasters. Instead of spending money, because it's free, I was now investing in making ads where I was able to finally start making a revenue from my podcast. I was being able to put on question and answers onto my episodes so I can interact with my audience. And not even that, I'm constantly go, 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 and things are always happening and always throwing me off. And with Spotify for Podcasters, you can take your editing and recording on the go. You can edit and record from your computer or your phone, which for me was an absolute lifesaver. So if you want to start a podcast just like this and stop breaking the bank, go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to start your own podcast just like this one. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm sure we can all relate that There are days where getting out of bed seems like the most excruciating and exhausting chore of the entire day. I'm a culprit, especially when I'm having bad mental health days or I'm kind of in a rut. I literally went through a portion where my mental health was so bad that I would not show up to appointments. I would cancel appointments the morning of, even though I was awake, just because the idea of having to get out of bed to go to that appointment seemed too exhausting to me. It was one of those times where nothing seemed worth getting out of bed. And it made me feel better, in quotes, to just lay in bed all day and do nothing. I've been in and out of therapy for years, and I'm actually now pursuing a career to become a therapist myself. And I can go on and on and on and on about the benefits of therapy. Therapy, all in all, is one of the best ways you can start investing in yourself. And I know, honestly, without having gone to therapy myself, I probably wouldn't be able to cope with things the way I can now and even deal with those bad days where I don't want to get out of bed. There's nothing wrong with asking for help or for going to therapy. And with BetterHelp, you're connected to the world's largest therapy service from the comfort of your very own home. 
So on those days where it is a lot harder to get out of bed or you feel like it's not worth getting out of bed, BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists ready to help with a wide range of issues over text, chats, phone, and video calls. I myself signed up for BetterHelp, and I was so surprised how easy it was to get in contact with a therapist, being able to just chat with them whenever I wanted. And I honestly thought to myself, why isn't it always like this? <laughs> to get started on your own mental health journey, click the link in this episode's homepage or go to betterhelp.com slash typical trends for 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp. That's better, H-E-L-P dot C-O-M slash Typical Trends, T-Y-P-I-C-A-L-T-R-E-N-D-Z for 10% off your first month of therapy. Take care of yourself and invest more time in being there for you. So we left off. It was, I'm off social media. I'm going into a shitstorm of a semester, all that jazz. So let's, er, let's back it up. Let's figure it out catch up and then we'll get to where the fuck I am now which is still to be determined (laughs) um social media break was about a month ish um I have well okay let's all right the break was good let's start with that the break was really good for me it was really nice to not be waking up and having the first thing that I do as soon as my eyes open be looking at my phone. It was nice. And it's something that I think if you are debating on or are questioning or whatever else, I definitely think it's worth doing. And you set your own time limit for it, whatever it may be. They also have a thing on the iPhone. I don't know about Samsung or whatever, but that you can set your screen time for certain apps, which... um One of Tim's friends was telling me about that his friend set it for him with a password so that he can't break it. So he gets basically 20 minutes of scrolling on, let's say, TikTok a day, that type of thing. Mind you, he doesn't do things related to social media. He doesn't work from social media. It's more just like that's his, you know, dopamine boost for the day, serotonin boost for the day, whatever it is. But it's a distraction. And it got to a point that he was like, I'm scrolling too much or I'm seeing too much and it upsets me or this is affecting me not in a good way. And there's no really major reason as to why I need to be spending this much time on social media. So his friend set a time limit for him and put a passcode on it that only he knows. And now he is limited to 20 minutes a day or whatever it was on social media. I heard that and I was like, shit. One, I know some of my friends that could probably use that. And two, I'm probably going to use that because the break, if anything, really taught me that I really don't give two shits about the stuff that I missed. I I just don't. Nothing happened that I was like, oh, wow, like sucks that I didn't know about that or what? Like I had none of those feelings. So it was it was nice. It was nice to just be in the moment with things that were important to me, not be filling my mind and my head with all the things that I'm seeing, not to constantly be like, okay, downtime, time to scroll, time to whatever. And yes, I work from social media. So it's a little bit of a different relationship for me, depending on the mindset that I'm in and you know what I need to be doing with social media in that moment. But overall, 
I think the break was really good for me. And I want to look more into one, setting that like screen time thing. And two, I want to look into my own screen time and see, you know, since I've taken this break, how much has everything dropped? Because it did make me feel good. It made me feel refreshed. It made me feel like I had a better relationship with it. And it was nice to not feel like I needed to constantly know what everybody was up to. Because at the end of the day, I realized it literally did not matter at all. I would say if you consider yourself to be someone who constantly feels like they need to know what this person's up to or you are a culprit of, you know, stalking somebody on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is and you always got to look at their profile, see what they're up to and this and that, I encourage you to take a break. Again, I'm just a voice on your phone. Um, If you don't know me personally, you know, My opinion is my opinion, and if it's something that you don't think is relevant or that you don't see the point or whatever, power to you. But if you ever find yourself in a situation where it's like you look at the clock and you're like, shit, that much time went by and all I did was scroll on TikTok, it may be time to consider, you know, using your time in other ways. And it's not to be that, you know, social media is this whole waste of time, whatever else, because again, I'm a firm believer in the fact that if it's used correctly, it's an awesome tool, but there's, there's always going to be that personal entertainment piece to it. And if you're scrolling for leisure, you're scrolling for entertainment, there gets a point where it's like, why do you need so much of that from people that you don't know? You know what I mean? Like you out of their millions and millions of people watching I hate to break it to you, but they're not going to realize that you haven't watched their their TikTok videos in a couple days. You know what I mean? Like you don't have any loyalties. You don't have any whatever. And I get, you know, I get hooked on. I look, I find myself looking at videos. I can't stand for like the stupid ones. Like it depends on if I'm like in the mood for like just stupid shit that makes me laugh and literally just like does nothing but like fry brain cells out of my brain. Sometimes I'm in the mood for that. Other times and majority of the time, I'm looking for things that teach me something new, teach me a cleaning hack, teach me an organizing hack, give me recommendations for cleaning products, give me whatever, because that's the kind of stuff I like to get from social media. That's the way I like to use it. I'm, you know, in my own home with a, with a boyfriend, with pets, with whatever, and I love to have a clean space. So I love seeing from people that use products like that, what they recommend and how they use it and whatever. That to me is my serotonin, dopamine, good mood boost, you know, with a side of stupid shit. So, you know, did I feel like me not being on social media, I missed out and now my house is a complete wreck? No. But when I did want to fill my time with it, it was nice to fill my time with it and it's entertaining. And sometimes for me, that's my break. I'm go, 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 go from the second I wake up to the second I go to bed. But at the same time, I didn't realize how much on this social media break, how much more time I was giving myself back to get things done and not giving two shits about my phone and what everybody else is up to, not opening Instagram all day long if I didn't have to work from it, not opening TikTok, not whatever, not seeing anything about anybody that I knew to weigh in my opinion, to feed into any drama, to whatever it may be. It was nice. And again, like I took pictures, I took stuff, you know, I took pictures and videos and things like for me and when I was with my friends and whatever else, but I wasn't up there posting it. And it was nice to be like, I don't care if people don't know what I'm doing. I don't need to show off that I'm going to this place with this person. I don't need to show off the way I look today. I don't need to whatever. I don't need anybody else to validate for me that what I'm doing looks fun and, you know, that, you know, prove to other people that I do fun things on the weekends or whatever else it may be. Like, 
it didn't matter. And it was nice that it didn't matter. I was in the moment, I was enjoying it, and I was taking pictures for me and for me to have those memories because it brought me joy. I like taking pictures. I like taking videos. I like whatever. Like That all for me was just me doing stuff that brought me joy. It wasn't for the purpose of, okay, let me put this up for other people to see. And it was different, but it was nice and it was refreshing that it was just things for me to see and for me to save and to me you know, for me to have an opinion on and whatever else it may be. So overall, the social media break thing I think was good for me. Um, I had, you know, I'm trying to find this balance between doing this podcast, whatever else to not share everything because I need to start keeping some things for myself. But I had some other personal things that were going on that for me, stepping back was a big reason behind it as well. Um, those things came to be resolved and are working themselves out. Um, And everything just kind of felt like it was in a better place. And I was at the point where I was like, you know what, I'm kind of ready to be back into all of this and this, you know, constant feed in my face and stuff going on in my face and whatever. And because I feel like I'm at a better point with myself because of taking that step back, I still feel myself not on social media that much. It's like if I want to, I do, but I don't feel like obligated to be like, okay, I'm here with my friend. Let me take a snap. Okay, I'm here with my friend. Let me put this on Instagram. Okay, took this picture. Let me. It's because I feel like I want to. I feel like I got so caught up in I need to keep this profile. I need to keep this image. I need to keep this thing for the followers and the business and whatever. And for what? You know what I mean? Like that will all still be there if it comes from what I'm doing, not the type of presence I put on there which some people would disagree with that, but to me and the things that I do, that's the way it works for me. My business stuff, it doesn't need to be about my face. It doesn't need to be about, you know, things that I'm doing with other people. It's my business individually. Stuff from my mom's business, it's her business. It's her stuff individually. It's not about my presence on social media. It's about the presence of what I'm putting out there, if that makes sense. So overall, I would say it was really good for me. Um, And, you know, the time was nice. It was nice. And I'm looking forward to continuing to implementing those breaks and that new relationship I've redefined for myself with social media as I go forward, because it's helping me to be more productive and not waste my energy on things that I don't think, you know, are productive to me. Next on the list was, I think, my schedule, I believe, and preparing. Um, And this kind of is what leads me to what I wanted to talk about in this episode today and something that Tim asked me about last night actually and um it kind of just fit perfectly and it was one of those like you know what I've been dying to get back in front of this mic and just talk but there's been so much shit going on and I don't like to show up on here when I feel like I'm doing it because I should you know what I mean like I've said from the beginning this is something that I have to do when time allows and something I want to do as my outlet, my source of sharing my piece of things that I feel with those of you that want to listen and get something from me. And up until I'm at the point in my life that I can designate more time to all of this, it has to be on a basis where it fits into my life and doesn't stress me because I physically can't take on another thing right now. Um, And I don't want that to be misconstrued with that. I don't enjoy this or whatever else because it's not the case. It's because I enjoy doing this so much and talking to myself is so productive for me. Um, And the feedback I get from you guys and just that sense of 
you know, my biggest goal with all of this is because I want to share it because I know it's not just me. For the longest time, I went through life thinking it was just me and there's something wrong with me and I'm the one who's fucked up and why do I think like this and why does this happen to me? And as I grew up, I realized that's not the case. So every time I get on here, it's because I feel that I am at a point where I want to talk to you guys and I want to talk it out that it's productive for myself and for those who listen. At least that's my hope. You know, I know I'm not hitting all these views. I know I'm not cashing checks on this and whatever. That's, you know, making me a living. But I enjoy it. And I want it to always come across that I'm every time I get on here that you guys feel that I enjoy it. And it comes from a place of that. I truly, you know, have thought about these things and I've experienced them and I'm sharing them because I feel it's productive and I want to be helpful. So. One of the biggest things that I've dealt with with this schedule of mine and the point that I'm at in my semester, and again, for those of you that, you know, this might be the first episode you're listening to or whatever else, um, I'm in school for my master's to become a clinical counselor, to become a therapist. Um, I am pending graduation in May of 2024, so I'm at the point in my program where I'm near the end and everything is thesis, it's last final classes, it's field experience, it's all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of work, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of classwork, a lot of schoolwork, a lot of unpaid work, um, and a lot of experience. Um, roped into the fact that I don't live at home, that I pay rent, that I pay for animals and share a place with my boyfriend. And, you know, I have all of the things that a person needs to live and pay for. Um, and I need to find enough time to be able to work enough to make money that I can, you know, live the life I need to live. Um, so for me, it's 20 hours a week at an internship um, I am doing it at the, um, I'm not gonna show the name, but I'm doing it, um, a place not too far from me, but they're also located all throughout New Jersey. Um, it'll be a mix, it's a mix of clinical work and social work. So I'm going in home, I'm going to prisons, I'm going to, um, you know, treatment centers, I'm going to all these different places, um, besides just being in the office for about 20-ish hours a week, unpaid, um, So, you know, it's a lot of time out of my week that does not contribute to that whole cost of living piece, which, you know, is stressful in itself. Um, On top of that, um, I run my own business with clothing, with this podcast, with um, that kind of stuff. And then so that brings in some stuff for me. And then I also help out. I run the website, I run social media, um, marketing, that kind of stuff floor management, whatever you want to call it, um, at my parents' store that opened about a year ago now. October 16th will be a year, which is crazy. Um, But I kind of run the whole back end of that. Um, On top of that, I'm taking three classes. So it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. Um, I've been on a very tough journey with my health, um, specifically since March. I have had all these different diagnosis, diagnoses of things that have been going on. Um, March, I found out I have papilledema pseudotumor, which is basically overproduction of cerebral spinal fluid. Um, so it's a brain and an eye issue, mostly a brain issue, um, which if untreated can lead to, um, sudden blindness. Um, you know, some days are better than others with it. 
for the most part, it's under control, but I am on a pretty strong diuretic in order to help get that spinal pressure down and, you know, keep me from having to do consistent spinal taps and all that kind of stuff, just trying to use medication for right now. But that medication has turned into uh, causing some damage on my liver and kidneys, putting me into metabolic acidosis. Um, And then April, I got a breast reduction, (laughs) which um, has been the best, one of the best things that's happened to me. Um, It's just, it was something I wanted my whole life. Um, I won't get into the whole thing of that, but it was a very big deal for me. Um, and a surgery I actually wanted, (laughs) it was planned for a while. It was hundred percent covered by insurance because it was deemed to be medically necessary because of issues that I was having, which was awesome. Um, and then with all of that and that recovery, um, it's just been more stuff, um, coming from that with being that I recently ended up in the ER. Um, I had some really bad back, um, like right back pain, Um, I have a really high pain tolerance, not even to be all like go me, but like I just do. It's always been that way for me. Um, and I had some really, really, really bad pain, probably the worst pain I've experienced, um, the other day. Um, and after touching base at my kidney doctor and because of the stuff that's been going on with my kidneys, they were very adamant that it could be a kidney stone or an infection and, you know, or beginning signs of kidney failure, that kind of stuff. So, you know, they throw all these things at you. Um, so to get checked out would be the best option. So, and that's kind of how I've dealt with all of this kind of going forward with all this health stuff is that I'm not really one to complain. I am the worst patient in the entire world. Um, I hate being down because I always feel like I have so much to do. I'm always go, go, go. So I don't know how to relax, which we'll get into that, but it takes a lot for me to be like, okay, this is a problem. Let me go get it checked out. And after the whole papilledema pseudotumor thing coming to be and that being something that I didn't even have an issue, it just popped up and turned into this huge thing that if I didn't go to my annual eye appointment, I would have never known about and I could have woken up blind. Um, you know, I've been taking all of it very seriously. So I went to the ER, they did all the scans, they didn't find a kidney stone, there was no sign of infection, kidneys looked good. Um, they did see that my CO2 was low and then I had, um, early appendicitis that they were able to see. So they decided then and there, we're going to have to take your appendix out. You know, I don't know how far along this is. Um, apparently the appendix is like an old thing and <laughs> no one really knows what it does anymore. Um, but cause you pain. So they were like, you know, we're admitting you, you have a room upstairs. Surgery is going to be in about three hours. And, um, that was how I spent my Monday. So, <laughs> Um, that was Monday. Uh, I stayed overnight. Um, I got home the next day, almost, almost about 24 hours. Um, I got home pretty early, um, because you know, the stuff that they told me I need to be able to do in order to be discharged. I kind of made a point of doing again. I'm a bad patient. I wanted to go home. Um, and I just can't sit still. <laughs> so, um, ended up back home and now we're kind of healing. Um, they did find when they were in there removing my appendix that, um, I have, um, fuck, what is the word? Endometriosis. So they saw some damage from that in there, but because my surgeon was a general surgeon and was not an OBGYN, they did what they could to like clean stuff up and they, you know, took the pictures and stuff that they needed in order to have that passed on to an OBGYN, which will then examine if I need to go in for another laparoscopic surgery um, to deal with the endometriosis. So 
I'm recording this right now. It's Thursday, the 21st. Um, I got home Tuesday. Um, you know, yeah, <laughs> I don't realize till I'm done with the whole spiel. I like can say it in my sleep by now. It's like, I finally got down pseudotumor papilledema or papilledema pseudotumor, whatever the fuck order it is. But I finally got that down. Papilledema sounds like pasta to me. So that's how I remember it. <laughs> like pap, uh, Parvidel, <laughs> I'm Italian. Um, but yeah, that is my situation. And yeah. I find it very hard sometimes when I go through all of this, it's very easy for me to just be like, this is this, this is this, this is what they said, this is what I have to do, this is whatever, but I find it very hard to let myself slow down and realize how much I'm really going through. I'm not good at the whole poor me, help me, give me a break, you know, all of that. And, um, you know, last night, um, I was sitting with Tim. Tim's my boyfriend for again, all of you listening, if it's your first episode, Tim's my boyfriend. And, you know, we're sitting there and he basically asked me like, how am I working on being better about giving myself time to relax? Like, why do I find it so hard to relax? Why can't I relax? All this stuff. And it was a question that, one, I don't really think I even really answered. Um, we talked for a while. But it's one that I never really was asked before. And a couple weeks back, I was talking about, you know, doing an episode that had to do with how you keep your mental health in check when you're busy, um, you know, and he asked me that question last night and it kind of was like a, okay, this is something I think I need to get on. I need to talk about. And the short answer is I, I don't know, but I'm trying to figure it out. I said to Tim that I am constantly go, 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 and I feel like I have been for majority of my adult life. And to me, I look at everything as why would I sit and do this thing that I want to do? We are my, our, our example was the fact that I, I wear Glamnetic, the stick on nails, because I don't you know, money's been tight, whatever, and I don't get my acrylics done anymore. Between it damaging my nails and just not having the money to keep up with it, um, I, you know, I use the Glamnetic nails now, which, you know, I give myself a good half hour. I, you know, do the whole thing. I clean up all the cuticles. I do all that jazz. And that for me is my version of like me relaxing in my self-care time. Um, I got a fucking laser hair removal device because ever since I went off my birth control, I feel like just stuff like, you know, my fucking armpit hair and shit like that grows back faster. And I just, I hate hair. And I just, I wanted to pay for the treatments, but I was like, you know what? I can just get this thing that apparently works really well and I can sit and be consistent with it and whatever. But 
I was consistent for like a week because then I get busy and then it gets late and you know, I don't stick with anything when it comes to taking care of myself. How I want to take care of myself, I guess is the best way to put that. And, you know, he asked me like, why? Like, why is it so hard for you? And I think it's because for me, I turn into a person that I feel like so many people let me down that I hoped would help me or were supposed to help me or I expected something from that they didn't do that I had to fight for or my trust was broken or whatever it may be. And I think I turned into somebody that was like, you know what, instead of just asking anybody for help or assuming somebody will help me, I'll take it on all myself because you know what, if it doesn't get done or if it doesn't get done the right way or whatever else, I only have myself to blame. I don't have to blame anybody else. And if I don't have to depend on anybody else, then no one has to let me down. And, you know, I said it out loud and everything last night. And it was one of those things where it it came out and I was like, damn, I'm fucked up. (laughs) Damn, I'm fucked up. Like stuff did a number on me. But when you live your life a certain way for so long and you don't know any different, I don't think people realize that it's not that you're choosing to not change that. It's that you don't know how to change it. So I guess the biggest thing that I want to address with all of this again, because I can go on on about my, my issues and my whatever. And, you know, I basically said to Tim, I said, I, I know what my light at the end of the tunnel is for me. And right now that light at the end of the tunnel is me graduating. And, you know, I was scared shitless for this upcoming semester. I was scared shitless for this fall semester because I knew how busy it was going to be and I knew I was not going to have a break. I literally, you know, just to give an idea, I have Mondays, I'm nine to four, you know, I come home. I don't know. I don't come home. I, I'm done at four. I go food shopping. I try to go to the gym. I come home. I make dinner that's that. Tuesdays, I'm 10 to 2. I come home. I do some stuff around the house. I have schoolwork. I have some work I try to do. I make dinner. I clean up. I go to bed. Wednesdays, I work all day at my mom's store. I come home. I have class from 7 to 10 at night. I make dinner during it. We eat dinner, clean up, go to bed. Thursdays, I work on my internship 10 to 7. I come home, make dinner, clean up, go to bed. Fridays, I work at the store. No, Fridays, I have class from 9 to 10. Then I have class again from 10.30 to 11.30. And then I have work all day long until about 7 o'clock. Come home, make dinner, clean up, go to bed. (laughs) And, you know, it's not like Tim's not there. It's not like he doesn't help. It's not like whatever. Because again, like he does the dog. He does the dishes. He does the whatever. Like, it's not like it's just me. He does so much to help me. But 
I've been on a consistent, like I'm trying to get my, my weight in check because I need to lose weight because I'm not comfortable in my body. And I know that with all of my health issues and whatever else, no, I'm not like 30 pounds overweight. I'm about like 15, but still that 15 pounds could make a difference for me. And I feel like I would feel better in a lighter body that made me feel better. And I just, you know, overall, I just know I would feel better. So that's what I'm looking to do. And, you know, last week I had a good week where yeah, it was exhausting. But, you know, before the internship on on Monday, I got up and I went to the gym or afterwards I went to the gym after food shopping or before food shopping. And I did this. And the next day, you know, I went to the gym afterwards and then I had to go for my allergy shot and whatever. Like I go to six different doctors like every couple months, like they're on rotation, but I go to a neurologist, I go to a neuro-ophthalmologist, I go to my primary, I go see a chiropractor, I go to an allergist, I go to, which I don't know if I fucking said allergist already or not, but I go to a kidney doctor. Now I got to put the general surgeon on my list of who to check in with for next week. I got to go to an OBGYN now consistently and see what the deal with this thing is. So there's a lot that I got to fucking do all the time. And last week was my I got to the gym twice, you know, I got to the gym twice in between my busy schedule. I got the food shopping done. I got the work done. I got all my assignments done. Everything was good. And then Monday comes around and I'm back here again. And, you know, I said to Tim, I said, me, a couple months, a couple whatever, maybe even almost a year ago now, I would never think that I can sit here and be like, I'm good. (laughs) It makes me want to cry. (laughs) Because I wonder, because I say that out loud and I'm like, how the fuck are you good, girl? (laughs) How are you good? But I I know the finish line is graduating because I know my schedule, my life's going to change. Hell, it could change drastically next semester and I can have more time for me, you know? But what I was saying to Tim was, you know, for me, it's not always that I need to sit and put my nails on or sit and do all my skincare with the fucking steamer and extractions and this and that. And that's my self-care time. For me, sometimes my self-care time and my me time and my relaxation is when I get to put music on that runs through all the Alexas throughout the house. Fuck, she heard me. Um, That run throughout the house And I listen to my fucking good vibes playlist and I'm jamming out and I'm cleaning and I'm organizing and whatever because that stuff makes me feel good. Like cleaning makes me feel good. Having a clean space makes me feel good. Having an organized space makes me feel good. Feeling productive makes me feel good. So for whatever way that that looks for me, if it makes me feel good, that's my version of my self-care time. And yes, some people might listen to that and be like, you find fucking cleaning to be fun? Like, yeah, for me it is. When I don't have a time limit, when I don't got to do it in 15 minutes and whatever else, and I can just put my fucking jams on or put my show on the TV and listen to it in the background and just get to work on stuff and get my life back together and organize stuff and make it easy for me to find and make it organized and whatever. Like, 
that to me makes me feel better. So when I do that, that is me giving me my time to relax, I guess, so to speak. My version of relaxing is not planning my ass on the couch and watching TV. For me, that's not comfortable for me. I don't like sitting and doing nothing. That seems too unproductive for me. And that's not a bad thing. If that's your version and you need to take a breather at the end of the day and sitting on the couch and watching your show and whatever is your thing, that's perfectly fine. I'm not sitting here and saying your version of self-care should not be planting your ass on the couch for a few hours after you're done with everything. At all. Not at all. But for me, that's my version. So, you know, I mentioned that kind of stuff. And, you know, when I said... You know, my internship the other day, we had an onboarding and I was asked, I had to, you know, pick a question out of this little fucking smiley face mug. And I was asked, if you were to say what the best year of your life so far has been, what would you pick? And for some goddamn reason, I picked this year. (laughs) I picked this year. And it was a pretty quick, like, answer that came to my head, too. And, you know, I wasn't going to get into why with a bunch of people I never really fucking talked to before or whatever else. But I say that and I stand by that because of the way I answered Tim's question last night, too, because I said as much as all of this shit is a lot I feel like there's two ways that I could be taking it. I could be letting it destroy me. And I could be putting my classes on hold. I could be putting my whole degree on hold. You know, I could let it be defeating me. I can make it make me feel like a piece of shit that every single time I try, why does nothing work for me and this and that? Or... I can keep getting the fuck back up. And you know what? It might kick me off more and more and more and keep fucking kicking me off, but I can finally sit here and say that I am so proud of myself for taking care of me and coming into my own and working on myself enough that I'm at the point now where I can confidently say I'm so proud of how resilient I can be and I'm proud of the person I can be. I'm at the point in my life where I'm fully content with knowing I'm not everybody's cup of tea. But at the end of the day, I am 100% myself. And the people I have around me and the people that I choose to fill my time with and my life with are the people that I want to have for the foreseeable future. My relationship and my partner is one of the best things that have ever happened to me. And it's the most safe and most heard and most just the best situation I could have imagined myself in. 
So yeah, does my health fucking suck? Does it suck that every time I try to get back up on that fucking horse that keeps kicking me off, that I feel like I get up with a little, you know, another bruise, another whatever? Yes. But I'd rather keep getting up with bruises than say it fucking beat me down because I'm not done. And I see that finish line and I know I have so much going for me and I know that that finish line holds so much for me and I have to just keep going. That doesn't mean I'm not going to have days where I want to say fuck all this and I want to lay in bed and I want to cry and feel bad for myself. That's not what I'm saying. I am fully allowed to have those days too. But I know at the end of the day that I am so so proud of myself and then I'm okay because I've learned to check in with myself and I've learned to meet myself where I am and to give myself a pat on the back for being where I am and to getting to where I have and for the fact that I want to keep going I can't control this fucking medical stuff I can't I can't control if it gets better, if it gets worse, if it disappears, if it gets 10 times worse. I can't control it. Because if I could, I would choose for none of those to be happening to me. And it fucking sucks, but I'm choosing to keep going. So at what point do you realize that you need to keep going? At what point do you realize that there are things that are always going to be out of your hands and you have two choices? You can let it consume you and you can give up. Or you can get beat the fuck down and prove to yourself that you can still do it. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. How did I get to this point? We talked about rock bottom. And if you don't remember, go back and listen. We talked about the whole idea of rock bottom. We talked about, you know, breaking point. We talked about all of that. I decided to take my breaking point and turn it into a turning point. You know, I'm... I'm I'm stubborn as fuck. (laughs) I'm stubborn as fuck. And you know what? I'm going to school to have a career to be a therapist. Okay. And the amount of people over the past couple of months that said to me that you need to go and talk to somebody, you need to go work it out. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm glad I stood by that. Because I know myself and I know when I'm ready to listen to somebody else. I know that I need to get to a point with myself before I let somebody else in to help me. So now I'm looking for a therapist and I'm going to start going to therapy. I'm going to make it virtual. I'm going to fit it into my schedule and I'm going to start going back to therapy. And for those of you who are listening and who are like, how the fuck did you get to this point? I wish I can give you a clear cut answer. I really, really do. I really do. Um, 
I am not going to be the person that says, go to therapy. <laughs> um, I don't care if it's what I'm going to as a career. That's not going to be my answer all the time. But I will say, if you need guidance in some way, get that guidance. So whether that's somebody that you feel understands you and you confide in them more, whether that's a coach, whether that's a therapist, whether it's whatever you need to do, you need to determine that for yourself. Because as old as the saying is, and as fucking cliche as it is, nobody can get help if they don't want it. So if you're not ready for it and you, you know, you think of therapy and you think, oh, I don't need that, or I'm not ready for that, or whatever it may be, but you know that you need something, explore your options. And you know, I offer mindset coaching, it's not therapy but it's coaching. And my whole idea behind how I offer it and what it is, is because it can help you realize, one, is this something that you can work through by yourself in self-help approaches and through self-assessment and through that kind of stuff? Or is it worth going to explore other options, bringing in somebody who knows nothing about you and nothing about these people and whatever it may be. Because I think sometimes people think that in order to go to therapy, it has to be that there's other people, but it could just be you. There doesn't have to be other people involved. You don't just, you don't need to have somebody to talk about in therapy. It could just be you. But I understand that it's not for everybody. And I understand coming around to it in your own time because I, you're preaching to the choir. But I hope, I really, 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 really hope that you guys can take something from this. And I hope that if you listen to this and you're like, at any point, that you think that you're like, oh, I wish I could just talk to her or tell her that or whatever. Message me, please. I would literally love to talk to you. Would literally love it. And not for nothing, I can literally go from like one room to another. So I would love someone to talk to because <laughs> I'm here by myself all day. You know, Tim's been coming in to take out the dog and, you know, I'm so incredibly grateful for him. And I thanked him for asking me that kind of a question yesterday because it was one of those where it was, no one's ever asked me that before, you know? And it's been years with him and I know he's seen me through a lot of this and, you know, there's been some other stuff going on that yesterday, you know, that we had talked about and I think, you know, that brought up a, a part of the conversation too because, I, you know, I take a lot of things on and I know that I do and I said to him, a lot has happened before you a lot of damage has been done before you. And I'm learning how to ask for help and how to be better at communicating when I need help. And we talked about, you know, if he wants to do more as far as just 
offering these things or picking up on things instead of, you know, being that I'm not great at asking for help. How can he be more aware? You know, we talked about those things. So I get everybody doesn't have a partner like that, but you don't always need a partner like that. Sometimes it's conversations that you need to have with yourself within too. And there's a lot of realizing that you need to do for yourself before you can even have conversations like that. And I don't think months ago, if he was to ask me that, I would have anywhere near the answers I had last night. So as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up with me. Be nice to each other. And I hope I will talk to you guys soon.